0: good to be with you guys this morning and it's not a mistake that it shows you've been with us we we have been in jonah and you're like wait a minute didn't we already look at this first couple portions and and we have right but i wanted to spend one more week if you're waiting for the time when we get to jonah being swallowed by a big fish um that's going to be next sunday and so join us this but we i wanted to pause and and take a peek back um just a little bit this story is so rich Right? It's a story that upon your hearing, and even Sandra was sharing this morning, she talked about her, her niece, right? And she was like, my niece knows the story back and forward. And it's one of those stories that you do, right? You hear it and you don't forget it. And we have to ask those deep questions that, why would the people of Israel include this into the Tanakh? That is what we consider the Old Testament, right? Why, why was this story written down for them? Why was it recalled and told again and again and again? And and, and why is that innate, it is this beautiful story that we tell too, right? And if you've read the first parts of it, you know that it is, uh, it's profound. I've been uh, reading Eugene Peterson's book on uh, his sort of uh, writing on Jonah. It has been beautiful. And, um, and Rob Bell's book and what the Bible's all about is great too. And just sort of like taking this, this book of Jonah and just saying, uh, can we hear? Right? Can we hear what God's intended for us? And God is so cool because, for one, God can speak to you into whatever context God wants. God can prophetically use whatever content to stir your heart, mind, and soul. But there's a collective reading of the Bible and of these stories that is meant to move us. And I want to look at that a little bit today. And so we, we asked that question in the first week, we looked at God. We looked at Jonah, this prophet of God, who hears God telling them, go to Nineveh. And, and Jonah says, no, and actually goes the other direction. And when I was reading in Rob Bell's book, he says, collectively, the people of Israel, had they had read this story, they would not have been shocked that Jonah turned the other way. They probably would have cheered, right? <laughs> they would have been like, good work, Jonah. Yeah, screw those people, right? They're, we're not going to... And because there's this history, right? There's this history. Nineveh was in Assyria. And even in the book, it was an ancient book that was written. This story would have been told in a way that Jonah hears God, go to Nineveh. No, uh-uh, no. I'm going to go to Tarshish. Yeah, Jonah, good for you. Part of that is because if you read in 2 Kings... You can understand. Now, again, you may say, nah, you sure the people of Israel have done that? I I don't know, right? I assume there's a number of people who probably would have been, yeah, 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 exactly, right? You may not speak it out loud, your hatred for someone else, your anger towards someone else, but it is there. And we know what that's like. But if you read through 2 Kings and you look at Assyria and you begin to, um, to understand what had happened to the people of Israel, you don't have to go far this this all predates jonah and in second kings you can read in chapter five or verse five of chapter 17 about assyria and how they invaded the entire land of israel and they marched against samaria and they laid siege to it for three years and after they laid that siege they invaded they laid siege and then the ninth month of Hoshea, the king of Assyria, they captured Samaria and deported the Israelites to Assyria, right? So that, that's in chapter 17. In 17, you can read the same thing about, Hezekiahs, about Hezekiah and about Assyria during the same time, that they marched into Samaria and they laid siege to it, and they deported Israel as well. And you can read the stories about this history of invasion, deporting, and laying siege, And I was reminded about the uniqueness of this language in Rob Bell's book. And he writes, you know, we we understand what invasion looks like, right? Here's an army that comes in. They march into another country in order to take it over by using force, power, and violence, right? That's invasion. Now, laying Siege is that's when the army comes in and surrounds a particular city to block off their food supply and their water supply in order to cause immense suffering, death and starvation, so that the people will have to surrender. And then deporting, that's what happens when you capture the inhabitants of a country that you invade and you forcefully remove them from their homes, from their jobs, from their towns, and you take them far away. Right, that, that's the history. Invasion, siege, and deportation. And so you can see, right? You could be like, oh yeah, Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh because the Assyrians had treated Israel, the Israelites, horribly. I love this question that Rob puts in his book, that the story asks this question. And there's a few of them Can Jonah forgive the Assyrians? Which is really the bigger question. Can Israel forgive the Assyrians? That's a big question. Just in this past week, right, um, the couple of things in, in our context, and just yesterday, being April the 24th, there was a big question about the Armenian genocide. And I don't know if many of you have been following that, but it was kind of news, right? Uh, and yesterday was a significant day for that and there was news of saying would president biden um stand up and acknowledge the armenian genocide that took place between like you know in world war one era right like between like 1917 to 22 right like, that's what that's what they're kind of talking about right this this time when that took place in modern-day turkey with, with the turks and to acknowledge that this took place for um, a, a group of people. This was in the Ottoman Empire, and it's saying between the time between 1914 and 1922, they were supposedly, at the beginning of that period, they were something like 2.1 million um, Armenians in that area. And then at the, and at the end of 2022, they said there's only about 400,000, right? And some near 1.5 million other people were killed. Now genocide was a new term. It's a new term, right? Sorry, new, but it's a relatively new term that was kind of put into place that even predates the Holocaust, but it wasn't like really put into after the Holocaust of this like predetermined plan to annihilate a people. So that term was used. And and so now there's being question of saying, hey, we believe that there was a predetermined plan by this movement in, in, in Turkey called the Young Turks to annihilate the, Ar- the Armenians and and those in, in Turkey have made that illegal to speak of such a thing, right? That they're angered by it. But yet there's people who are saying, can we speak out about this violence, about this massacring of the Armenians that took place in that time where their numbers were cut, right? They, devastatingly. So that was just what just happened That was news yesterday right that the 25th supposedly marked this time within within uh, this, the young turk movement in like 1914 or 1917 when a bunch of intellectuals were grabbed and killed on april the 25th armenians right so that's why that date was significant yesterday so that grabs my attention right it's, it's still conversation and for many, it's like, "Well, gosh, that happened a long time ago." But it was families broken apart, your history, broken apart, your, your relatives taken apart. And even though it's been 100 years, right? It's remembered and marked and wanting to be acknowledged as such, even in our own country. You know, last week with the court case, right, with the verdict that came out against Derek Sheldon for guilty of the murder of George Floyd's murder. Right, that that, we, we know that that was not just the context of George Floyd. We know that there's this larger, overarching context of racism, enslaving people, systemic racism. And so people were speaking out not just for what happened to George Floyd, but to finally to recognize it. I remember as I've gone on my own journey of trying to acknowledge, trying to recognize the truth, right, around us, around our, around our country, around the history of our country, around the oppression of that. It's, it can be a painful journey depend, depending on what side of that story you find yourselves or what side your relatives have found themselves and what, what parts of that story you connect to, right? As much so as, was Joni, as Jonah was having with Nineveh and what the Assyrians are having in Turkey, right? And in the United States is having over persons of color here in the United States. I, I, can, I remember hearing this story of, early on of President Lincoln with his advisors, and he had pulled in um, a number of black leaders in order to, right, to discuss them, what, what we could do, right? How, wh- what we could do. There was civil war that was happening. W- what was the plan? And the leaders of our country at that time could not, could not fathom freeing enslaved peoples. And part of it, they were like, no, no, do you, you understand the, um, do you understand the violations of life that have been imposed against them? No, there's no way they'd be free and they're not going to retaliate. And so their plan was, was, uh, oh, we'll, we'll send We'll do this mass deportation, we'll do this mass sending back, and that'll be what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll allow the persons of color to go back somewhere else, because there's really not a way you can cohabitate here without some sort of mass retaliation and continual war. The only way is to divide the people. That's the only real solution. And they met with the black leaders and I think it was George Washington Carver, one of those who was there, or what, Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was one of them and I think writes about that, right? And, um, and the leaders, they gave them a little time and they, they came back and they're like, no, we, we don't wanna go away. We love this country. Our blood is spilled here, this is our home. We're, we're staying here, right? But I was struck by um, a mindset that was like, there's no way that when a group of people are brutalized and hurt, that they, they won't be able to forgive. This will be an impossibility. All right, that, those are two, two things, even this week, weak, that make the story of Jonah so, so apparent, so relevant, so applicable to, to all of us. As Israel is faced with that, can you forgive? It, even when I was looking at that question, right, I was, I was, I was struck even by re- being reminded about Saint Patrick, right, who was enslaved on the island of um, of Ireland, right. He was actually a Brit, uh, um, and yet God called him back into that enslaved area in order to proclaim good news. This very reminiscent of the book of Jonah. So when you read in the book of Jonah, there is this larger theme. And this bigger theme of the the stories that are ongoing in these ancient scriptures. And they're not purely sort of individualistic saying, oh, it's better to obey God than disobey God. right? Which which it is, right? (laughs) It's better to obey God than to disobey God. But yeah, there could be these bigger stories, right? They're being weaved. In this story was this bigger story that was happening in the people of Israel from this nation that was birthed through Abraham. And in that was in this text of Genesis 12, was this this big encounter between God and humanity with Abraham and who would be the father of this nation and God was like I'm gonna make this promise with you this is in Genesis 12 you can read this um, even our community called Genesis is significant to this story here for me I love that our community is called Genesis it does mean beginnings right but I love it because I love that I love this story of Genesis 12 to me it it's this dream of God's inviting us as a people to be. This is this bigger story of what God is wanting to do. This is just Genesis 12. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. And you will be a blessing. This is who you're gonna be Abraham and your people. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all Peoples on earth will be blessed through you. right? This was the promise. This was this, this promise of God to a people, to a small, insignificant, nobody people, saying, all right, I, I want to send you to be a blessing. I'll bless you. I'm going to take care of you. But here's what I want you to do. Be a blessing. And to those who bless you, I'm going to bless them. And those who curse you, what's God saying? I'll take care of that. But as for you, you'll be a blessing to all the people of the earth. Be a light in the world. And we know from the story that no, no person in humanity has lived up to that. No person no uh, among the people of Israel to receive that blessing and that calling. We're able to live up to that, to be a blessing to all, to be a light to the nations. But one, Jesus, Yeshua, his Hebrew name, now oh, he was a light to the nations, a blessing to all, because this one would come to be a blessing to all. That's this overarching context, and Jonah's being, in the people of Israel are being challenged with this. We'd be a blessing to all the people. Really, this kind of question is the one that Rob puts out in his book, and I love it. Can you forgive your worst enemy and be a channel through which God's redeeming love can flow to them? Are our wounds with us forever? Or can we heal and be set free from them? These are not trite questions. This is heavy and hard things. Those are the questions, right? Can we forgive our enemies and be a channel through which God's redeeming love can flow to them? Can our wounds, are they with us forever? And can we heal and be set free from them? Only through Jesus. Only through the miraculous work of God in us, right? I believe the answer is a resounding yes. But only through this life transformation of God breathing on us, right? Only from experiencing that kind of regeneration and renewal that comes from God's love being poured upon us, from us being forgiven, from us being changed. Only from that consistent renewal from the wounds that we have where God does this deep work in. And history has a number of people who have experienced this and walked in it. And walked in the love of Jesus to share and to bring forgiveness to others. I love this point, right? This point of the story. And the point of Jonah, and we're going to get, we're going to read the whole thing. We're going to get into deep, more deeply, but it is about allowing God's redeeming love to, to flow through us with such power, and grace, that we're able to love and bless even our worst enemies. And when that happens, all the world stands and takes notice, right? because that's a miracle. That's miraculous. That's the power of God. That's the power of Jesus. God's redeeming love flowing through us with such power and grace that we're able to love and bless even our worst enemies. May it be. Our Savior, Our Messiah, our Jesus, right? Our teacher, our Lord. When he commanded us, when he instructed us, right? Even as he was going to do, even as he was going to demonstrate for us. And he said in Matthew 5, you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet your own only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Don't pagans do that? Be perfect. Be holy. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. As i pause um, today and just as we spent just even a little bit of time together this morning uh I-, I want the holy spirit right to we want to give holy spirit permission and freedom to do what the spirit of god is doing right moving working with the redeeming love of God power and grace right I've been um, I think sometimes when we talk about things like this and always you know you're like oh gosh we're gonna we're gonna ask about who we're angry with or who we're mad at or who do we hate and then right? we gotta move towards them but really I it's not so much but it's already dictating w- what I'm gonna do try to say or to encourage you, but to be curious about what the Spirit of God is wanting to say to you. To be curious about, as we read the story of Jonah, about where the Spirit of God is maybe inviting you to be more intentional. To be curious about, when you talk about healing from past wounds, is the Spirit of God prompting you in any way, right? Bringing up stuff. Does it already make your hands sweat? <laughs> I'm gonna hear stories about anger towards people. Names and faces come up, right? Stories of wounds and hurts, and you wonder about, can you ever be healed? Experience healing. Gosh, these are not small things, right? But what is the Holy Spirit wanting to do? I love that question. It's the ones that I've been trying to ask more so. I mean, truthfully, because a friend invited me to be asking that more, partly because he, he, was, uh, he could sense that maybe I was trying to be, act as the Holy Spirit for some people, right? Where I was like, here's what you need to do, and, right? And here's what you should do. He's like, oh, bo, being the Holy Spirit is exhausting, number one. And number two, you're terrible at it, right? <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is good. And our God is good. And our God is good even if we haven't been responding good. That's the whole story of Jonah. You can see him. He's the one who's responding pretty terribly, but yet God is so kind to him. So I want to create space, right? We would be like, what are you saying to us, Lord? What? Being curious about the Holy Spirit wants to prompt you to. And this is a story of great love towards others. For me, the question I've been continually to ask is is this. Holy Spirit, who are you inviting me to be more intentional with? It's a really simple question, right? And it doesn't matter. That person could be a neighbor. um, It could be a a relative. It could be a, a friend that I've lost contact with. But I always love asking that question, and then, and then if God brings someone to my mind, then saying, okay, well, what's how do I step towards that in the next week or two? So I want to encourage you to maybe ask that question, or or even invite the Holy Spirit to speak into this, of saying, Lord, sir, what, what are you wanting to say to me regarding healing or forgiveness? One of our promises here in our community, is that we'd be a people who might be able to share every day what God is saying to us. And, and some days, that, that message is wonderful and right, right, right in our faces. Through the pandemic, so much of it for me was God saying, I've got you, I'm going to care for you, right? It was an encouraging message. And, but some days, God's inviting us into things that are really hard, bring up a lot of emotion. They require forgiveness, or require tons of honesty. they are things that we sometimes say, no, that's, you know, that's off limits. I've already dealt with that. We've already we, we've already done with that, right? And, and I say that so often. We weren't taking care of that. But my response to saying we've already taken care of it only it reveals that we haven't taken care of it. <laughs> there's still a deep deep wound the taking care could be healing right just a more salve that the lord wants to put upon it i don't know i'm not the spirit right i'm not the healer but we have this extravagant god who's wanting to move in so today i just wanted to create a little bit of space a little bit of space for god to speak and even as we sit in our homes, maybe distracted and maybe tuned in, to see what, see what the Holy Spirit might want to whisper. To see what faces God might want to pull up on the horizon of us. God who wants to extravagantly love, redeem, set free you, others. Whatever the Spirit wants, right? In order to be a blessing to the whole world, so I'm gonna pray, right? Just, just as a way of us sort of being together in this, and then do, oh, I was gonna create sixty seconds, right, of silence. So if you got some place to write, right, just like take notice of what you're feeling, you're thinking, and, um, and invite the Holy Spirit. To impress upon you whatever the Spirit would like. And just be curious. Just take notice. Take notice of your emotions. Take notice of what you're thinking. Take notice of what you're hearing. And hear the whisper of God. All right, let's pray. Father, you're a teacher and you're a guide. We want to consent, God, to your good and to your love, to your spirit, to your voice. And so, God, we, uh, um, we're not trying to speak for you, right, to, to already know where you're, where you're trying to move, right? To, but we want to be quiet and listen and allow you to be God for your purposes and your good. You know what we need before we even ask. So, Lord, we, we submit. We pause. We welcome your voice. Uh, um, Would you favor us, God, for being able to, to hear and understand and take notice this morning? To be curious about what you're wanting to whisper to us, even in light of this ancient story of Jonah. So Holy Spirit, in this quiet, favor us with your voice to hear. So take like 60 seconds and listen. I set my timer and I jumped when it went off. To... Got a little scared there. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I, I, I pray that there was something that you'd be curious and you'd take note of what the Spirit was saying. And I, I want to invite you, did anybody hear anything? Now you got to tell all the deep things, but hey, use the chat. Just If you just want to write, God spoke to me. The Spirit the Spirit's bringing something up. I'm processing. Is that any of you? As you hear, and if you're asking that question about, uh, oh, Lord, who, who are you invite me to be more intentional with over this next week? Is there somebody, maybe I next next week, you can get us get time to, you can just say, Holy Spirit, is there someone that you're inviting me to be more intentional with? And then you can be curious about that and, and step to it. Yeah. It's not that we're wanting to be the people of like, okay, we're getting it right, we're getting it right. No, we we want to be people who are living into the story and following the move of the Holy Spirit. We want to be people who live that. Like right? this is the journey of our God, who is wanting the light of God to shine everywhere and to shine on us and in us. Here, see, Ben and or the Regals same processing, right? And Ken saying he brought up names and the, in the Talman house. And, and Brian saying, yeah, there was a message in, in Jim saying he did, right? It's not of God's kindness. And this is the whole part, right? This is this journey. This is the life that we're being invited to. We want to live into it. We want to live into this. And so I invite you to be more curious. Live into it. It's God bringing up names live into it. It's not about perfection. But it's that we are this people who are wanting to live into these things. To the things the Holy Spirit is bringing us to. And so today I want to invite you to live into it. If it was just too loud and you get a chance, here's what I'd love to encourage you guys to do today. Go for a walk in your neighborhood. Walk and take your kids with you or take a neighbor or a friend. Family, go for a walk and invite God even into saying, Lord, who, who who, are you inviting us to be more intentional with? You may only get 20 of seconds depending on who's with you just even to listen, but allow the Spirit to do that and to move into it. And if you can't move into it today, you find the joy. Be curious about what God is doing. Let's well, brought up three people for me. And so, not, well, not exactly today, but there's been this ongoing three names. Carmel said, "Yikes!" Right? So <laughs> oh, but I pray that you'd be able to live into again. Uh, if we brought up things that there's deep wounds of violence against you, of abuse against you, um, of hardship against you, this is not light and small, and it needs trusted friends, counselors, and conversations for a long long time for that harm that has come against you we mourn and we ache and we cry for those of you who that is your story that is your past and it still haunts we pray for healing god have mercy and for where it feels exhausting to even look at it to take another step god have mercy So, God, may you tend to our brothers and sisters. Would you tend to them? And if there's a liar who's speaking guilt or shame upon them, that's making them already think of themselves badly as right or wrong, would you silence that liar, God? Would you silence those who have experienced horrifying events in their life? And yet an enemy still wants to hold them down and say it's their fault or their response to it is their fault and they're bad. Mm -hmm. Silence that enemy, God. Yes. And would you let your voice speak? That is so different than that message. Mm -hmm. So God help. Amen. Nate, do you want to... Are you there? I, I know Nate's been working there in the service and, it, and I didn't know if he he's, wants to dismiss. So we'll see if he, you see his face and hear his voice. Oh, there's his wonderful face. Hello. I would love to dismiss <laughs> and I would love for you to go in the peace that Christ can offer. and So that the peace that is beyond our understanding that surpasses our understanding. And so as we go into this week, Lord, may we experience you and may we yield and consent to the work that you're wanting to do in us and through us in the world. Amen. Thank you for that invitation, Bo. Now we're going to lift the mute and people can chat with one another. all right that has been you should be able to unmute goodbye those on facebook god bless you guys today have a great sunday i'm going to stop recording and if those of you who like just to stick around and talk with one another say hello Um, we would love that and feel free to unmute